Coming up on the pod, we talk the return of Jeffrey Tubin, man swallowed by a whale, and also a Florida Congress candidate threatens to send a Russian-Ukrainian hit squad after his challenging opponent, as well as the movie we are reviewing today, The Sandlot. If you want a movie review, look no further than these dudes. You got real buzz route on the mic, you got cannabis keen and he's all right. Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. Today, we are the Real Buzz 2. I'm Real Buzz Rob. <laughs> and to my left, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, Keenan Robertson. You're killing me, Smalls! Buonazewa, Romania. Welcome in. What do you think the... Uh, so, baseball, this movie's about baseball. It is. National pastime of America. America's pastime, yeah. What do you think the pastime is in Romania? <laughs> hunting vampires or Com- some shit. Communism. I, I, I'm going to go with hunting vampires. Okay, sure. Hunting communists too, maybe. Yeah, you know? maybe. Yeah. yeah, I guess Van Romanian, Helsing. Write in and let us know. I guess it's Transylvania. I don't know if that's close. Is that close to Romania? I think it's kind of, yeah, I think it's It's in the, the east, east, Eastern Europe. Yeah, we're going to go with it. Yeah, we'll go with Let's it. Let's just, with confidence, we're going to say that's true and we're going to move on. Vampire hunting. That's right. How's your week, Keenan? Uh, it's been a it's been a pretty good week. It's been hot as shit outside, but my you god, know, it has. Uh, been going to the gym recently, so that's been fun. Good for you. Yeah, I've lost like ten pounds in three hey, weeks. Congrats, yeah. man! That's fantastic. So, you know, I've got that. But I, I did. I've kind of been I've uh, been a bit of a bad boy this weekend. Had some French fries the other day. And you stuff. bad boy. I've been trying to eat better. At, not, like I'm not dieting by any. I'm not counting carbs or calories. No. I'm not. I'm just not trying to I'm trying not to eat fast food and shit. And that's been working out for me. I've been working on portions like I, yeah. I, I understand like a big reason why I have a hard time losing weight is because I have no self-control if there's food in front of me. Yeah. So my goal in the last few months uh, is to just not like my dad will fix an enormous like I'll have dinner with him once a week and my dad will fix an enormous amount of food. And be like you're not going to finish that. I'm like, no, dude, I did. It's had it's got six thousand calories on the plate. I can't. I'm not gonna finish it. And like my dad kind of thinks it's some kind of an insult. But I'm like, no, dude. I I just cannot eat this much. Well, food. you're taking it to go and then eating it later. I, I do that sometimes, yeah, because but that kind of helps with meal prep. He'll have a main dish, a Left side over. dish, so like a steak, a potato, a salad, corn on the cob, and a dessert. I'm like, fuck, man, that's a lot of food. See, yeah, when when you throw the dessert in there, that's when it's like I gotta, I just gotta tap out. Yeah, like, hey, do you want cookies? I'm like, are you serious? I just ate a twelve ounce fucking. Yeah. Ribeye. And most of the time, I guess you know that your dad does this, but see, my family hardly ever had desserts. So if they were making one, I'd, I would just eat the shit out of dinner. And then my mom would be like, oh, and here's some brownies. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't know these brownies were here. I wouldn't have eaten that second. You got to let me know. Fifth croissant. Yeah, you got to let you me know? know if there's dessert. You can't just spring dessert on me without, you know, you got to say, hey, just so you know, there's there's a fourth course here. Yeah. 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 You never know with the desserts. All right. Moving on to the news. The news. We have an update from a story last week. Oh, man. On the hot off the ticker there. Hot off the ticker. So we have an update on the Jeff Bezos space flight. Since uh, the winner was chosen for the $28 million bid to go into space with he and his brother, there has been a petition that over 44,000 people have signed that uh, wanting to prevent him from re-entering Earth's atmosphere. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> they don't Jeff want him to come Bezos back. Bezos or just the guy that won? No, Bezos. Oh, really? They, they just want, it's 44,000 people have signed this petition saying, hey, don't, we don't want him coming back into Earth's atmosphere. Jesus, man. Re-entering Earth's atmosphere is not a right. It's a privilege. Well, sign the citizens of Earth, huh? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it's very funny. That's kind of fucked up. Uh, Wouldn't it funny. be kind of funny, though, if like they didn't let him back, but he just somehow was able to sustain. So you just see his space shop and be like, yo, a space shop, spaceship and be like, oh, there's Jeff Bezos flying by again. I don't know how you prevent him from reentering an Earth's atmosphere. I don't, I, I don't yeah. think it's possible. I mean, I guess if Trump had finished his Space Force thing, they could uh, have some lasers at the gate. Or they could have built the space wall. Yeah, the space wall. Yeah, man. Yeah. Build the intergalactic space wall. It would have required a lot of lasers. Space lasers by Jews. It'll be good. So many lasers. My friend Marjorie knows a great Jew with great lasers. Jeez, man. <laughs> it was a little too hard on the J. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez. I mean, I don't know. I was doing it as Trump. Do you think he would have been like, uh, this very nice Hasidic Jewish person? Yeah, well, it just, I mean, I guess it's like I was sitting next to actual Trump. It, he, I know. I, the I, things he says I offends me. I channeled him a little <laughs> yeah, too much there. Yeah. Maybe it was a little too authentic. Yeah. I, I apologize to any Jewish people here. I'm not an anti-Semitic person. If anything... I, if I was going to join a religion, I'm now saying you, right now, I would be Jewish, 100%. Yeah, still kind of sound like Trump then. I did a little if bit. If anything, I, the Jews love me. <laughs> I, would, I would be one. I've done the most for Jews since perhaps Adolf Hitler. Jesus Christ. He says, he says shit like that. Christ. He keeps saying he's done the most for black people. He's like, I've done more for blacks than even perhaps Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> That's a literal quote. Fuck, man. And he, and he said, it's just so people want him back. And it's, I know a lot of people do. And it's yeah. just so weird how he feels so comfortable being like the blacks have done great for the black. Like, you understand like that doesn't sounds a little harsh. If you're literally a politician, you're trying, you know, do it. Maybe call them black people. Maybe call them African-American. Yeah. You're not known as like a not racist dude. So maybe you want to take extra care. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't exactly have the best reputation, yeah, despite you, what you might say. You don't have a great standing yeah. with the African-American community. I don't think they're going to like you calling them the blacks. Yeah. Like they're not a family. OK, it's not like a family of people with the last name black. I watched that movie, Meet the Blacks. I've done that myself. I've met many blacks. Yeah. Anyway, now All we're right. both getting in trouble. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> Right. And that's been the Donald Trump Hour. And that's what's going to get us canceled. All right. Moving on to the return of Jeffrey Tubin to CNN. Do you remember this story, Keenan? Uh, he, he's the masturbator, right? Yes. After a nine-month hiatus from CNN and being fired from The New Yorker, Tubin returned to CNN and addressed his absence. And I'd like to play a clip for you uh, from YouTube because I found this wild. I, I couldn't believe they actually did this. Jeffrey? Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has <laughs> happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll oh, do the shit. honors. She'll do the honors? Help yourself. Okay. Help yourself. Oh, my um, God. In October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues oh, doing from it. the New Yorker magazine. Just... Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating oh, on camera. Uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right, sad to say. Oh, okay, so fuck. let's start there. Okay. Um, to so quote let's... Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? It gets well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. 
I didn't think other people could see me. <laughs> you so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Uh, correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible, but I mean that that is part of that that is part of the story. <laughs> uh, can you believe why on earth did anyone at CNN think this was necessary at all? The guy got caught jerking off when he thought he was fine to jerk off. Like it's I get it, it's a mistake. He gets fired from the New Yorker, he takes a nine month hi hiatus. He doesn't need to publicly flog himself on national television yeah, because he got caught jerking off. If you're gonna bring him back, don't fucking yeah, do that. Don't like sit there and be like, all right, Jeffrey, now let's have a talk with you me and america and he said it was deeply moronic and indefensible there's absolutely nothing moronic or indefensible about that he was that he wanted to jerk off i, I mean yeah he thought he turned his camera off if anything i'm like zoom gave you know he clicked out of the zoom and zoom was like are you sure you want to give leave this call and he just forgot to click that yeah i well i don't know as someone that's been on zoom calls for forever i'm not sitting there thinking god i just <laughs> Can't wait to get out of this and go fucking beat it, you know? I, I do agree. And if I were to do that, I might go to a different room. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would sit there I at would, my work computer. I would feel very um, self-conscious about doing that anywhere near my work computer yeah. because it's like, I don't know who has access to the camera or whatever. I mean, if someone wants to watch me on my own computer, like that's 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 I, don't, I mean, I don't oh, I'm sure yeah. there's an NSA agent out there. There's cool. a whole file of Robbie. Uh, Fuck, what are they that called? Does, Vinegar as long, strokes? As long as it's not on my work computer, because then it's like, what What are you doing jerking off your work? Yeah. Anywhere in the same room as yeah. your work computer. Why does work turn you on so much? No, but so he literally like went from one area of his desk to the next. The Zoom call was still on. And he was actually, it wasn't even just watching porn. He was in one of those uh, camera rooms where he was, so he was like doing, like masturbating with someone while they were also doing it. Oh, geez. Yeah. So... I don't I just don't understand. I don't think it was necessary to make this man like publicly shame him uh, all over again. I, I'm yeah, sure I, he I, learned I, his if, fucking lesson. Issue a press. If you're going to hire him back, issue a press, press release. release saying, uh, despite, you know, what happened, we all know what happened. Uh, we're going to take him back. And I think what it is, is it CNN trying to be just a little too fucking like high and mighty. Like CNN's gone a little too far. I think they're like, well, we want to let him back because, you know, we accept everyone and everything, but we also have to make sure that we address what happened. Now, so you go on like, TV and tell America what a naughty, naughty boy you were yeah. and how that was not okay. It's like, oh, my, it's it's gross. Like, we don't need to rehash this. Yeah. The, I'm sure the guy's fucking traumatized. I, I hardly, I mean, it's taken, how many episodes have we done this? This would be 87. 87. Release. Now, now that we've done 87 episodes of a podcast where we drink and talk about movies, we talk about masturbating. Of course. I don't just go and talk about masturbating with coworkers no. or I, I, Calvin still won't bring that shit up. So now Allison Camarada's got to fucking talk to Jeffrey Tubin in front of the nation about masturbating? No. I don't know. Absolutely not. Everyone does it. We know that everyone does it. Completely why do we got to fucking talk about it? Why, why are we putting this fucking shame on this guy like why yeah. are we stigmatizing the fact he likes to jerk off he's a guy okay like well i do think there's it's a bit shameful that he was jerking off during okay. work so like at his work desk he thought he could squeeze one in they were taking a break take okay a, take a bathroom break go to the yeah. bathroom though don't like, go to your fucking so let's address that not the fact that he was just like hey guys i want to take this time to uh, remind you when you're on done with a zoom call and you want to have you want to do some kind of activity like that make sure you're off the zoom call and go into a different room. Yeah. PSA out there. Yeah. That's just, that, yeah, that's what he did wrong. If we're assessing what he did wrong. Yeah. That there's was nothing what he did wrong, wrong with jer jerking off. No. Yeah. I, I fully support it.
Yeah, so I I feel for Tubin, man. I like to I like to call him Jeffrey Tubesteak Tubin now. God damn it. <laughs> I, I will say this. Tubesteak Tubin, rubbing one out. Since I've been going back to the gym, uh, I have noticed that my right arm is much stronger than my left arm, and I don't know why, but we were talking about masturbation, and on her? to the next story. All right. All right, next story. Man swallowed by whale and lives to tell the tale. I meant to make that rhyme. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael Packard, a Massachusetts lobster diver, was inhaled by a whale whilst diving for lobsters. Whilst. 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 No, whilst. I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, Packard described the experience as this bang and a uh, quote, this bang and everything just went instantly dark and I'm just moving, traveling fast through the water. I'm like, what the heck? Did I just get eaten by a shark? But no, a shark's mouth is not that big and I don't feel any teeth. <laughs> So, are you sure this is a legit news story? Hundred percent legit. You didn't look it up? No. Well, the guy's done interviews. The thing is, is I saw a, a headline for this as I was scrolling around Instagram, but I was just like, this, this shit's got to be fake. It's not fake. And technically, he wasn't swallowed. He was in, like, he was in the whale's mouth, and the whale spit him out. Okay. He didn't. He wasn't digested by the whale, and then. Yeah, that whale was a spitter, not a swallower. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jeffrey Tubin? <laughs> Uh, uh, he also, on, while, on, while on Jimmy Kimmel, he was doing an interview with Jimmy, and he apologized to the whale for getting in his way and promised to never do it again. Well, that's pretty sweet to know that the whales, you know, get him back out. Not the whale's fault, just a very unfortunate situation. Would have been much fucking cooler had the whale shot him out the blowhole, though. My dumbass actually was like, did you go out the blowhole? Like I, <laughs> That thought entered my no, that's brain. It's like Finding Nemo or some shit. But Pinocchio. I Pinocchio, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Or the story of Job. Or is it Job in the Bible? Jonah. Jonah, Jonah and the whale. Thank well. you. Jonah and the whale. Well. Job is different. Yeah. Job, uh, he built a city or something. I don't know. Job I, Bluth. It, he's a, uh, a magician. It, <laughs> yes, he is. Job <laughs> Bluth. Yeah. Uh, You're yeah. going to do a trick? A trick is something a whore does for money, Michael. It's an illusion. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Will, um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Or, yeah, he's Arnett. Yeah, he is Arnett. Uh, great podcast recommendation for you, Keenan. Will Arnett... Um, God damn it. It's that Jay good. Will Arnett, my, uh, uh, Jason Bateman, and the guy, the very gay guy from Will and Grace. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, fuck. Those three do a podcast together where they bring on a mystery guest that's a celebrity. One of them brings in the guests and they all... It's, it's pretty good. That sounds pretty cool. It's very good. There's yeah. a lot of episodes, a lot of great guests. Sean something. It is Sean something. He's also very good. He's very funny. Yeah. Fuck. I can't remember his name. Oh, well. On anyway, to the next one. On to the next one. Moving on to a secret recording of a Florida GOP Congress candidate threatened to send a Russian-Ukrainian hit squad after his challenger. So this is another GOP. So GOP congressional candidate William Braddock told a conservative activist on a recorded call that he had access to assassins that will take out Anna Polina, another Republican GOP candidate running for the same seat in Tampa, Florida. Jesus Christ. Yep. There is. Uh, so on the call, there's a recording. I wanted to get the recording, but it's really hard to hear you have to see it with subtitles okay but so i figure i'll just read the transcript let's see the transcript on or the call braddock said quote i really don't want to have to end anybody's life for the good of the people of the united states of america that will break my heart but if it needs to be done it needs to be done luna is a fucking speed bump in the road she's a dead squirrel you run over every day when you leave the neighborhood jesus fuck man these are the people running for office yeah this, he's probably going to get elected too. Yeah, I mean, no. Well, he's probably going to jail. Well, actually. yeah, that's true. Yeah, he should. Well, he should be sent to jail, or at least he'll be. I can't imagine he'd be able to be eligible to run after this. I don't know, man. Trump was talking about I could go shoot someone in the street, and they'd 
you know. It's, Trump's a different animal. It, it, also, he also said, quote, I have access to a hit squad, too. Ukrainians and Russians. Don't get caught in public supporting Luna. Luna's going to go down. Only in Florida does this shit happen. I don't know if only in Florida. I think only in the Republican Party. Yeah, it's that's the, the thing. grand old party. This is everyone thinks like when moderate people will compare like, well, I don't I think both sides are crazy. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sure. It's not the same. If you think the very left wing people are just as insane as the very right wing people, you're not paying attention. Oh, no, I think there are extreme activists on both sides. But I just think what the GOP is now is nothing what it even was 20 years ago. It's just it's been hijacked and it's it's ridiculous shit like this i almost called it a sideshow it's not a sideshow it should be something i guess taken very seriously but it's it's, it's just insane. fucked up yeah I, I, yeah i don't know and anyway and that's that's just my thing i just i just don't think the two there's extreme yeah there's antifa on the left but again y you don't hear stories about people being like legitimate candidates for democratic seats or congress or in the house or sorry a congress or in the senate where you hear about like salacious shit that's happening yeah but that's that's the stories that you hear about it. I I think shit fucked up shit's happening. That's very true. Sides, that's very true. You know? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. The Republicans are worse at hiding it. You ever see that movie Ides of March? Yeah, George very Clooney. Good. Very good. He was the Democratic candidate. I know. You know. Yeah. They were all fucked up, and yeah. they, they're like the Republicans are the one that does this shit, not us. It's like welcome to politics, bitch. So I think maybe I there's think better covering it up. I think politics are just all fucked up. I I don't think we know the truth about a lot of shit that's happening. Yeah, of course. Tin foil hat. Yeah. Q. Yeah. Yeah. Some Q shit. All right. Keenan, do you have anything you'd like to talk about? I just would like to talk about, uh, that, well, like I said earlier, there's been a heat wave going on here in the Midwest. Yes. Uh, here in Kansas City. Uh, apparently, it's been affecting Texas as well, which is kind of similar to when it was so goddamn cold back in the winter. And their grid went out. And their grid went out. And they were they were starting to shut off grids in my neighborhood, too, or like around Kansas City. It got super serious. Yeah. Super serial. Uh, and I, I just like taking shots at Texas. I should have remembered this lady's name, but some, she's the Congresswoman for the 24th district in Texas. And she tweeted out back in June of last year, I guess California was doing uh, power shutdowns yeah. because they were in a heat wave. She's like, do you imagine if this ever happened in Texas, we would never fly for that or never fly in the Lone Star state and shouldn't fly anywhere else in our country. So then when they started shutting down all the power grids in Texas back in February, People brought that tweet up and were like, oh, this is aging really well. This is great. And now that they're shutting down power grids there again, I guess, or threatening to, uh, the tweet's resurfacing again. So I just, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, including your electrical problems, it sounds like, or your, uh, you know. Texas privatizing their own electrical grid is the most Texas thing to do ever. And the fact that they do a terrible job at it is even funnier. Yeah. Like they, they claim that we're going to secede and be self-sufficient. And then, all right, you have your own independent grid. Secede. Fuck you when it goes out, man. Yeah. Don't be coming like, hi, we need help. No, 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 no. You guys made it very clear you can handle your own shit. One of the responses I saw to the tweet, because people are, are just bringing it back up. So it's kind of like kicking a dead horse at this point in time. Yeah, beating but, a dead horse. Or beating a dead horse. But uh, somebody was like, what are we supposed to do? Go out and shoot our fucking bullets from all our guns at the weather to get it to change? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I think this is... So fuck you, Texas. This is a microcosm of the stereotypical American selfish culture thing that you know we have it's like we find the most minor inconvenience is a violation of our rights it's like no man it's not we're just trying to make everything easier for everyone else it's not a political thing you know it's not you're not your rights are not being violated by you asking 
to fucking conserve energy during a heat wave, okay? Yeah. Just fuck off. You're being a fucking asshole. You're an entitled piece of shit. It's not a violation of your rights. Fuck the fuck off. Yeah. Get some fucking ceiling fans. This will never fly in the Lone Star State. I'm sure it won't, you fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn Texas, man. I want to go to San or uh, yeah, San Antonio. San Antonio. That, that's the cool place. Yeah, Austin. Austin. Austin's yeah. great. San Antonio's great. Dallas is pretty cool. Houston uh, is pretty cool. It's very big. There's some dicey parts of Houston. Yeah. Uh, but I, 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 overall, I love. I've been to Texas hundreds of times. I love being in Texas. There are great people in Texas. Yeah. Shout out to Moses. He lives down in Houston. He's a mofo. I'm wearing my mofo. We'll get to oh, it. But shout out okay, to Mo. Right. I forgot about Moses. Oh man, he likes our podcast. He spelled it Moises. Well, it's pronounced Moses. I know. He might be listening to this episode for all you know. Sorry, Moses. What up, Mo Rod? Moses Rodriguez. Yeah, second baseman, mofos. All right, moving on to the movie. We are reviewing today The Sandlot. Release date was April 7th, 1993. Director was David Mikey Evans, which that sounds like it could have been a character in the film. Yeah, David Mikey Evans. Hey, Smalls, this is David Mikey Evans. <laughs> sounds like a radio DJ at Kinda that point. Kind of does. Yeah. Uh, this was his first feature film. After this, known for uh, First Kid, which I enjoyed that movie. It was Sinbad. I think I saw it like once, but... He did two of those Beethoven movies about the dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, two of those. The Sandlot 2, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Jr. Oh, jeez. I, I was getting... He threw that junior in there, and that's... Yeah, yeah we okay. should We should make a note. Not one of the original two films. Yeah. The, the junior one. Okay. It, that's like saying he directed The Mask 2. So he does a lot of kids' movies, huh? Yeah. Uh, also has an upcoming Sandlot prequel. Oh, great. So it's going to be in the 50s now. They've done this one in the 60s, the sequel's in the 70s, so the previous, the prequel has to be in the 50s, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Dennis Leary's origin story. Maybe. Bill? Bill. Stepdad Bill. Or is it dad? Yes. <laughs> I bring that up. Yeah, I had, yeah. All right, cats. Cast. Away. Tom Guiri, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, as Scotty Smalls. We'll take it. Mike Vitar as Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Honorable mention to Patrick Rain as Hamilton Ham Porter. Art LaFleur as the babe. Dennis Leary as Bill, or dad. You should have made Ham one of the people, because he's like the only kid that was actually in a bunch of other fucking movies. Not really. He was in like the big green, and like he yeah. wasn't in that much. Yeah, the big green and something else. James Earl Jones as Mr. Myrtle. Marley Shelton as Wendy, and Ooh. shout out to Karen Allen from the Indiana Jones series as Mom. Yeah, I remember, because I think I had seen Indiana Jones before I saw this movie, oddly enough, that's how my childhood went, Yeah, and uh, so I remember when I saw this, I was like, holy shit, that's the end of that story. Like, hey, I can't think of what her fucking name is in Indiana Jones now. Uh, Mary. Marion. Mar Marion? Marion. 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 Yeah. Marion. There's Marion. Made Marion. We worked it, we worked it through it. Marion. Made Marion. Yeah. Go listen to Robin Hood Men in Tights. I'm so hippie. Cowards. Cowards? Yeah. If you don't go listen to that episode, you're I like a coward. It. I like that yeah. text. All right. Challenge, bitch. Tom Query. Before this, known for A Place to Be Loved. Television movie. TV movie. After this, known for U571, Black Hawk Down, Mystic River, and lots of other TV guest appearances. He had small roles in all those films, but nonetheless, major films. Yeah, there you go. Went on to do some other stuff. Yep. Mike Vitar. Before this, known for an unrecognizable TV movie that I don't remember the name of. After, known for Mighty Ducks 2 and 3, and guest spots on Chicago Hope and NYPD Blue. That's the end of his IMDb. He stopped, oh. he stopped acting at a fairly young age. All right. Yeah. Well... 
you know, child actors. Maybe he didn't want to get addicted to drugs and sex and rock and roll. That's yeah, or uh, molested by some creepy director. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah. true too. Back in the nineties, man. All Still right, probably today. Let's do net worths. Two chains. This is gonna be fuck. Tom Guiri. A million dollars. Hundred hundred K. Okay. And I think that's completely from this movie. You know, I don't yeah. know if he got money on like what he, what he gets on the back end if this movie gets you know syndicated. Yeah. But I would imagine a lot of it's from this movie. I remember a few years back. It must have been 2018, it, the, like the 25th anniversary of this movie. Yeah. They got all the kids together and they like toured I around the ballparks. That. Yeah, so, I saw like, it on Twitter and they, yeah. there was pictures of all of them. They went to every stadium and each stadium that season had like a Sandlot night. Yeah, Squints um, is all tatted up, bro. Yeah, and just seeing them all as adults, like fuck, it's man. very strange. Yeah, although except strange. for Ham, Ham looks the exact he, same. Yeah, he looks like he just I don't know. <laughs> He's on TikTok now and I follow him. He looks the exact same. Yeah, is it, he still funny? Yeah, yeah, he is. He was definitely the funniest part of this movie. We'll get into. Yeah, it. he was. I agree with that. Fucking love him. All right, Mike Vitar, uh, unlisted, three hundred thousand. Oh, he's got more money than what? Mighty Ducks movies. He was in two of those. Okay, yeah, those those, those got picked up by Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, he's, there you go. That's where he's getting that money, and he actually has a lot less credits than Tom Weary does too. Yeah. So hey, it's not all fair, you know, in loving movies. In loving movies, yeah. All right, moving on to Specs and Deets. Yes, indeed. Runtime, 101 minutes. Should have been shorter. Should have been 90. Yeah, and what's so funny about that, I guess not ha-ha funny, was um, as I was watching it during the first, like, 45, 50 minutes of the movie, I, I checked the time, and I was like, oh, shit, it's already gone. This this is paced really well. I'm having so much fun. And then about 10 to 15 minutes after that, I was like, Oh shit! It's only been ten to fifteen minutes since I last checked. I don't know. It it definitely does start dragging. They could cut the point. night game scene on the Fourth of July. I mean, I understand. I it. love that scene though. Okay, every time I suggest a scene to cut, you say, "But I love it." Yeah. Well, the scenes that I love, yeah, I don't know. That scene gave me chills to this. It used to give me chills as a kid. I watched it today for some reason. I got all emotional. It doesn't progress the plot. Ah, it's still it's a sweet ass scene. We'll get into it. Okay. All right. Uh, budget for this film was seven million. Opened at four point nine million, grossed thirty two point nine million domestically, thirty four point four million globally. This movie was a smash hit. Oh yeah, cult classic, I guess. Back in ninety three, it's just a classic, I guess. It is just, no, it's definitely just a classic. Back yeah. in ninety three, seven million was a moderate budget, not huge. And when you get five million on opening day, yeah, opening weekend rather, and you what make four times more than four times the budget. Yeah, and I'm surprised this guy didn't get better jobs after this like this is his best movie now he's like he really stayed in the same lane like well i'll do the sandlot too like, yeah all right i, I got watched magic there once i, I watched part of it before <laughs> keenan got here not not as good yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't imagine it it's got the kid from bad santa in it in the kind of ham character in that role uh yeah it's not good what year was it made it's a great question early early 2000s i want to say so probably a decade or so after this. Yeah, movie probably two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's kind of pacing him out like that every yeah. ten years. And, okay. This movie, uh, it's it, one of those movies that makes me feel super old because I just remember watching it as a kid so much. And in two years, it'll be thirty years old. I was four years old when this movie came out. Yeah, this movie's I guess younger than me, but still, it's fuck. Yep. All right. Plot keywords. Number one, coming of age. Number two, female lifeguard. Yeah. Number three, autographed baseball. Number yeah. four, male vomiting. Yeah. Number five, name calling. 
That all checks out to me. Yep, it does. Yeah. Tag lines. Fart smeller. <laughs> There's three good ones. One real cringeworthy. <clears throat> okay. The adventure of a lifetime. The summer of their dreams. The dog of their nightmares. I liked it. That one's good. Okay. Number two. No uniforms. No problem. No girls. No problem. No ball. Big problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. That okay. one's, I, I still like uh, yeah. it. I still like it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> They're more than a team. They're the best buddies in the history of the entire world. Yeah. That's, that's really bad. Yeah. That's pretty corny. Pretty bad. Uh, and a piece of paradise half a block wide and a whole summer long. Oh, I like that, that one. That one's the best one. I yeah, think. okay. Yeah. yeah, that one's really good. It, they went all that Alan. brought it back, baby. Yeah, they went all Alan from fucking The Hangover under the, be- with the <laughs> best friend. What does he say? We're the three best friends that, that anyone that ever had. had. Yeah. 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 They're the best buddies in the entire history of the world. There was some corny lines in this movie, though, that For definitely, sure. but I, I get that they were going for the 50s. Uh, 60s. 60s, whatever. Still the whole leave it to beaver kind of, oh, shucks. Well, shucks, Pa. Yeah. I guess none moms. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for the canopsis. I will refer to Oh, real quick. Candy. Before oh, we sure. do the canopsis. Sure. Skadoosh it again. Now it's time for Where We Watched It. Where We Watched It. I watched this movie on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. Because it was on Hulu. Oh, fuck me. I paid for it. Yeah. It's free on Hulu. I if had you have Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. I paid. I paid two ninety nine for HD. Shout out to the app Just Watch because you can search any movie and it'll show you what it's free on any streaming. Oh, really? Service. Yeah. Thank you, Keenan. I will download Just Watch. Just Watch, or you can go to JustWatch.com. And just to clarify, they're not sponsoring. They're not us. sponsoring us, but that's what we I do. Did for, just give them a great plug. That's what I do for. Well, because they help me out every goddamn week. Every, it's a true endorsement. Anytime you say a movie, I'm like, well, let me look on Just Watch. Yep, this one will be free. Could have saved me three bucks. Or I'm gonna have to rent it on Prime. That's what I figure out. Yeah, so it's on Hulu. All right, now it's time for the canopsis. Please give us your canopsis, Cannabis Keenan. I will refer to you. In a world. No, I'm just kidding. Scotty Smalls is a nerdy child with no friends that moves to the suburbs with his mom and his stepdad, Bill, in the 1960s. In order to fit in, Smalls begins playing baseball with a group of neighborhood kids. Join Smalls as he learns about baseball, the dangers of Jew, the way maybe not to go about getting the girl of your dreams. Oh, yeah, and there's a beast. <laughs> so so grab a glove and meet us at The Sandline. That's a good one. July 1993. That's good. I like that. That was very good. <laughs> well, you got to it's a it's a kids movie, so you can't be like, you know. Yeah, no, it's this is very much a wholesome kids movie that I actually enjoy. And normally I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, we'll get I guess. Well, it's now time for Squadoosh, the Real Buzz Rundown. We, it's what it sounds like. I'm not explaining it. Keenan, would you like to start? <laughs> we give you anything, everything, thoughts and details, stuff like that. Yeah, it's just we we go over the movie. Yeah. Well, I okay. So I I guess yeah. Let's just start off. I, I I'll have a story time, but real quick. Story time. Uh, before the story time, I, I'll just say I fucking loved this movie as a kid. Yeah, of course. This um. I mean, it came out in 93, but I probably didn't see it until I was six or seven. I probably maybe. saw it in 98. Yeah, 97, 98, 97, something 98. like that. Yep. I remember that I liked this movie so much. We had it on uh, VHS, and my grandma had one of those TVs that was like a 20-inch TV with a VCR built into yeah, it. Yeah, the built-in. Oh, she had the built-in VCR. Oh, yeah. And she had a minivan that we took on a, like a road trip to North Carolina, and she got like an AC converter, and my cousin and I watched I had the, same thing. the fucking Sandlot 
over and over and over again on that road trip. Like, this is the 90s. Kids are watching shit on their iPhones these days. Back in the day, we were innovative. You Isn't know? it amazing, like, how much more appreciative you were of having this big fucking clunky TV oh, yeah. mounted in a van, and you watched the same movie over and over? Because, like, I'm in a car and watching a movie. How yeah. fucking cool is this? This is dope as fuck. Now, kids these days will just be like, TikTok's getting boring. On the, it's just, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, times have changed. I want to play Angry Birds. Oh, dude, come on. That's, that's a little bit of a dated reference. Yeah, well, I don't know what fucking kids are talking about these days. TikTok. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, I also want to mention that this is the second week in a row we've done a coming-of-age film, albeit a very different coming-of-age. One is more coming-of-age. If you know what I mean. And the other one's a coming-of-age. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie, yeah. Reference to The Girl Next Door we did last week if you hadn't heard it. Yeah, cowards. Go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. (laughs) I'm not fucking around anymore. Cowards. (laughs) You want to go listen to a good podcast? Go listen to that one. Even though Robbie said we were too drunk when we were recording it. So, you know. It's not our our best work. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. uh, Audience, I didn't start drinking until the podcast today. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. So, God, we sound like a bunch of drunks. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this movie, this movie to me, captures a lot of this movie uh, captures what it felt like to be a kid during summer, I felt like. So that's kind of what it it gives me this weird sense of nostalgia, not just for the movie and my memories with the movie, but just also for being a kid, being 10 years old, running around during the summer, not having any living in a simpler time yeah. where you you were you were like you hadn't been like raped by the realities of life right you know and and the kids were also it's not like they were little kids they're starting to like they don't know how to chew tobacco but the one gets some cha and it's like let's, the all, best. let's all just the big leaguers do it let's do it you gives know? you tons of energy and they're they're pretty much jerking off in the pool to windy peppercorn so it's like it's it is very coming of age in that sense and i, I it just takes me back to a simpler being that time. time in my life yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know it, we the youth is wasted on the young man. We don't so we true. really don't recognize what we have until we no longer have it. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. I remember thinking like, man, I can't wait to be older. Now I'm like, fuck, if things were way easier when I was 12. And I remember people telling me like, don't wish your life away. Don't wish to be older. Like, eh. I'd be like, oh, go fuck yourself <laughs> when I was 12. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then as I was writing that note, I realized that the other movie that captured what summer felt like to me, but in high school was Dazed and Confused. Yep. And the timelines could almost add up, not quite, because it's early 60s You could argue Dazed and Confused is the, it's just the high kids. school version of the Sandlot. Yeah, there's, they're not playing baseball anymore, really, but, you know. Maybe we do that one next week. Yeah, it's these kids growing Dude, I love Dazed and Confused. Great movie. And it, we're in the middle of summer, so it's, it, it's, it's nice. the Summer Fun Fest on Real Buzz Takes. Yeah, if you'll notice, we're, we're on uh, theme today with their baseball jerseys, if you're watching. And um, I guess we'd have to do some sort of 70s theme for the... I'll find a wig or something. Yeah, well, wow. we can go to a costume shop. Because we were wearing uh, Hawaiian shirts for yep, what this movie is Kong Skull Island. Yep, we were wearing Hawaii, Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian. So I never had a step parent, but the relationship between Bill and little Scotty is very strange in that a couple of things. I would never feel comfortable calling my stepfather dad in any capacity. It's going to be Bill. I'm not going to. I, I well, just. I, 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 I agree with you there, but I, I think that. Because he says, like, my dad died when I was young, so he doesn't remember his dad or something. So maybe she's like, he, now he's, I don't know. There's, I wrote that, my note on that is there's definitely some symbolism between when he calls him Bill versus when he calls him dad. Because often he's like, hey, dad, uh, Bill. Or Whatever. he goes, hey, Bill, uh, dad. And I was like, but I don't have the time to really give a shit about that today. So. Yeah, Bill didn't give it. Like, I'm not, Bill wasn't a terrible step parent. No. Also not the most 
attentive step parent. That's that was the weird thing about Bill. It, it's like you know he doesn't like you touching his things. It's is, like, oh my god, that's a little weird. Yeah, Scotty, I don't like it when you touch my shit. Yeah, it, like he's looking at Scotty as Scotty comes in. He's like, you remember you taught me to, you told me to teach me how to play catch sometime. He's like, yeah, kid. Fucking remember. It's like, yeah, I remember that. I didn't think you'd actually want me to. Why won't you get out of Bill's special room? I just told you that so you'd leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Dennis Leary. He plays, I don't know if he's scumbaggy or if he's a genuine good guy in this. I don't know. And, you know? Uh, it's a weird role for Dennis Leary. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's big enough, and it, it like he just has like eight lines. He's got that raspy smoker's voice. Yeah. But you know what? It is Father's Day. We're recording this on Father's Day, so we should shout out to him. You know, he's he's one of those fathers trying to Happy make Happy Father's work. Day, Bill. <laughs> I love you, Bill. I love you, Bill. Uh, also, I, I really think Scotty's mom vastly overestimates the um, relationship between a stepfather and a stepson because she's like, has he ever told you about that ball? It was left to him by his grandfather. Maybe one day he'll leave it to you. It's like, bitch, no way. If I have a babe, like if I have a stepson someday and I have a, a ball signed by Babe Ruth, I'm like, no, I'm not giving you that shit. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to give it to someone else. You're, really? You're my stepkid. You're not my real kid. Oh, see, no, you're a scumbag. Ah, if you, if okay. you raise the fucking kid, nah, eh, raise him as no, your no, own. No, no, no. He's not getting my baby. So if you would make it known, it, you, you find the love of your life. She's got a kid that's like, say, four years old at yeah, the time. Okay. And you guys get together. Four so years old. Pretty much for the whole time the kid can remember shit. You've been the stepdad. Yeah. But the whole life you're going to go, you're not my real fucking kid. Yeah. Anytime it walks that in the kid, room. That kid did not come from my, my seed. Hey, hey, uh, dad. First off, don't call me dad. Exactly. If we get divorced, <laughs> does, you, does you want me to pay? Would I have to pay child support? No, I don't know it's not my kid. Uh, all right. I, I think I, I think that there's... Am I being a little cold here? I think there's very healthy step-parents <laughs> in the world. I don't think it's like you get a stepdad and you just get fucking abused all the time. Hey, man, I'm just saying, like, they, <laughs> they call a redhead stepchild for a reason, okay. all right? Okay. Yeah. No, no one fucking... Like, this what, was a redheaded stepdad. Yeah. Well, you know? uh, Auburn stepdad. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry, so Auburn's the same. Is it? Yeah. Well, Cam Newton played for Auburn. He never played for strawberry blonde. You know what I'm saying? God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, but, uh, uh, I got I got something. Uh, well, we'll just, Wait, what do you got? Well, we're still on Bill. We'll go away from Bill. The, uh, this, the stake on the black eye remedies, there's something I never heard about. I've seen it happen in movies. Yeah, what it's does just, the stake it's something do frozen. that the ice wouldn't do? It's just a, a big frozen thing. Yeah, I don't and you know. just ruin a steak. I, I don't know. It's something they do. It's been on his gross, disgusting little 10-year-old face. I don't want to eat it now. Put some peas on there. Ugh. Yeah, I at least the peas are in the packaging. I didn't get the eye. Like, I always knew that he got hit in the eye with the baseball. But I guess for the first time, I got the whole, keep your eye on the ball. Eye on the ball. And it hits him, actually. The, foreshadowing, you know, bro. It. Oh, God. Don't get me started on the foreshadowing. Before I got us into the biggest pickle we'd ever be in. That's literal foreshadowing, though. This was more symbolic. Like, I mean, he literally said, I'm going to tell you about something that happens later. The whole keep your eye on the ball thing was a little more subtle. Well, yeah, I don't know. But the the every time that he brought up that before I got us into the biggest pickle, he like screamed pickle. And I was just like, man, we get it. Something's coming. Well, and We the, get it. He wouldn't stop using hyperbolic language for literally like, until we did the dumbest thing we'd ever seen anyone do. Yeah. Until we got into the biggest pickle I'd ever had. Like, it's just, yeah. okay, it, it's it, like, it can't right, always bro. be so hyperbolic. You're just, it's, it, I kinda it get doesn't it, hit as hard. As a kid, though, at that time in your life, it was the biggest pickle he'd ever been in, I guess. But, That's, he's, a, but he's a grown man. He's the narrator. Yeah. He's a grown man. At that point, his delivery, I just didn't like it. Yeah. 
I wasn't a fan of the delivery. Um, shout out to Kenny's Monarchs hat. It's the best damn Negro Leagues baseball team of all time. Yeah, yeah. I love that Monarchs hat. It's a great hat. I want to say, okay, so real quick. Buck O'Neill, is... Satchel Page. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. The Monarchs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Yeah, they, they played for him. Kenny DeNunez. Uh, that's my literal note. Got a shout out to the Monarchs hat. Um, but real quick, I, before we get too far, because... All right, I should have done this at the beginning when You're I was good. still telling stories. Um, so this movie, watching it this time, it's probably the first time I've seen it in maybe 10 years, something like that. It's been a minute for me. Yeah, um, but it really hit me that I, I relate a lot to Smalls in this movie because... I think you're supposed to. I think that's the whole point. Well, but get this. With the mofos, you we're talking about we're wearing our jerseys. I'm wearing my mofo jersey from back in the day. I've got my uh, 2015 there World Championship Royals baseball jersey on. I still got it from back in the day. So uh, when I was in fifth grade, quick, it's story time with Keenan. I had a girlfriend in the fifth grade, and I used to play baseball. Congratulations. Growing up. Uh, the team that I joined in fifth grade, the practices were on Friday nights. So that interfered with my skating rink time with my girlfriend at the time. So I quit baseball. Stupid idea. No, nah, man. Pussy over everything. Well, yeah, whatever. I'm not still with that girl from fifth grade. I struggled <laughs> to I, remember her I name today. And I doubt you had any kind of relations with her. Flash forward. Yeah, no, certainly not. We we kissed. Okay, that's cool. That's to good. Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. That was my very first kiss. That is such a specific and odd ring. song. We are, we are. Yeah. It's not like we chose that song. It's just that's when that song happened to be played. And just so we know, guys, that was not rehearsed. Keenan yeah. and I just on cue started singing at the same time. First day of the Anyway, let's not sing the whole episode. So First day of the rest of my life. Flash forward from me in fifth grade to uh, I had just finished my sophomore year of high school. I had met you my sophomore year of high school. Yes, you have. You but did. I was telling my mom, I was like, fuck, I just really miss playing baseball. Like, I wish I would have never quit back in fucking fifth grade. So she does some legwork and finds out that there's a team in Lake Lottawana. She's like, there's a team that you could join. I'll sign you up. And I was like, I don't know. I won't know anyone. She's like, just fucking do it. So she signs me up. And the team is the Lake Lottawana Mofos. Yep. Comprised of people who had played together. They were all, they had played together since T-ball. I was on the, I was on the team for about four years before I, I wasn't when you were on it. But yeah. I was on the team before. Yeah. So these, so they had played together like their whole lives. They yeah, were we, seniors. We'd grown up together. Yeah. yeah. They were seniors in high school who had just graduated high school. This was their last summer. They were all really fucking good. And here comes me, a fucking 16 year old kid with long hair. I didn't smoke weed at the time, but I still look like a big stoner. Yep. And, can confirm. Yeah. So just joining up with a group of random people. And I remember being like Smalls there. Like, I hadn't really played baseball in forever. They hit me a ball. I'm like, fucking catch the ball, catch the ball. And, you know, I probably dropped the fucking ball several times. But by the end of that summer, I some of, you know, Calvin was on the team, Trevor. I mean, there's great memories with all of those yeah, guys. Yeah, I so ended up. A, yeah. I don't remember if you were on one of the teams I was I co-managed. Um, maybe you were. So after after they all graduated that first summer, it was me and Bobby Howes left uh, that could play still. So we gathered up a bunch of seniors or juniors from my class. That's when we got Moses Rodriguez. I'm pretty sure Moses hadn't played baseball a day in his life, but he was in our meteorology class. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll play too. So he started coming, and that's when... Was I was I coaching with Austin on that team? Yeah. yeah so that's okay, when that's Austin ended up being the coach. And that was the second summer. And then the third summer, I broke my arm, and I still came to yeah, all the games. That's I was right. You broke your arm in a uh, go-karting accident. I was first base coach for yeah. two seasons on that. That was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was a good time. So shout out to the mofos. This movie really hits home with those memories and there's a lot of fucking stories from that so good times 
and I just want to talk about um, I love the fact like you can see it just what also brought me back was how they shit talk to each other. Yeah. And it's so it's it's funny how it evolves to like how we shit talk to each other now in yeah. 30 and how they did, you know, but we did back when we were 10 years old. It was like, uh, it's about time, Benny. My clothes are going out of style. They already are. They already are, Squint. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Like that's that's gr- ostensibly that's great shit talking for yeah. a 10 year old. I, I think it's funny, too, when they're when it's the hot day and. Benny wants to play baseball, but they all want to go to the pool. He's like, this pop isn't doing it, Benny. Yeah, he's like, well, you guys, if you want to go, you're just a lot of bunch of whining little babies who like the moms. Who wear the mother's bra. Yeah. Raise your hand. They're like, they're like yeah. I could live with that. I'm good yeah, with that. I'm good Let's with go that. to the pool. Yeah. I've definitely said that before to people when they've tried to tell me, ah, I'm, a, I'm okay with that. And it also this goes, this speaks to kind of the innocence and like that childhood feeling of the movie. Whenever Squints is telling the story and the details that he just exaggerates ridiculously, oh, yeah. it was like, it added up to 120, 173 guys. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, that really jumped. Yeah. It, it, and I like how after he ends that story, he's like, so my great uncle Squintatory Phil. Uh, Squints Papadoilis. Squints Papadoilis. Squintatory Phil. She said, you got to retire that dog. He's killed too many people. It's like, (laughs) really? You just retire the dog? Yeah. He's too good at his job? Well, I then they... (laughs) So then, as Mr. Myrtle's rocking back inside, he turns around and asks, hey, how long do I have to keep my dog locked up for? (laughs) Forever. Which, such an iconic line, especially amongst our age group. Of course. If anyone says forever, somebody's going to say forever. It's so good. Who's robbing a junkyard, by the way? Like, they're showing these, like, 40s, like, ah, ah, say, we're going to go rob this fucking junkyard, say. Yeah. And they have, like, the crazy Zorro masks on. It's like, okay, yeah. these, are, these are fucking cartoon character robbers. But wh- who's robbing a junkyard? It's called a junkyard. Yeah. Well, and then at some point, he's like, uh, they, the uh, people started noticing all the missing robbers. So they notified the police. It's like, why would they notify the police about missing robbers? How do you notice missing robbers? It just goes back to, like you said, Squint's just exaggerating. It's just an entirely made up story. And I know we're critiquing it kind of, but it's one of the best parts. Oh, it's so good. It's It's so hilarious. It works so well. That, that whole, and that goes back to the feeling of summer net that I ever had a big ass tree house like that, but like, it's pretty cool. Hanging out with a bunch of your friends and, it does piss me off when they're making the s'mores. Like, before you had to get drunk to have fun. Right, exactly. You could just make some s'mores <laughs> yeah. and have a good fucking time. Now it's just like, where's the beer? We're not just sitting around not drinking, are we? One thing about the s'mores that has always bothered me, though, is how he says, you take the graham, not the graham cracker. Yeah. Like You roast the mallow. Fucking, yeah, marshmallow. The mallow and the graham has always bothered me. Well, that's that's uh, kind of his personality. Yeah, I know. Well, and maybe it's a Californian thing for them to say. Maybe they said it in the 50s. They are in the valley, you know? 60s. God damn it! Yeah, whatever year. I know I had to look it up because when I saw the setting when the and like the establishing shot at the beginning, I'm like, what era is this film? Yeah, it's this 1962. Yeah, and before we get too far though, from you said something about uh, anyway, this is not before we get too far. This is just random. Sure. Never mind. No, go uh, ahead. Yeah, we talked a lot of shit on Karen Allen in the Crystal Skull one. Mm-hmm. I do want to say I wrote a note. Karen Allen, more like Milfin Allen, because she's pretty sexy in this one. Very attractive. I yeah. agree with that. The Dennis Leary done good. <laughs> good job bill done good in this movie good job bill although here's what i've noticed uh to kind of parlay this into my my dating dating app deal okay so i have found that women with a children very attractive women will absolutely be responsive to me but like attractive women without children like no no, no fuck off but really? like yeah but if a very attractive woman likes me i assume she has a child yeah and 90 percent of the time i'm right 
And we already know how you would treat your stepchild. So. Which, okay, in fairness, I had, I completely <laughs> know that about myself, which is why I don't get involved yeah. with women with children. That's good. That's good. I know to avoid that. That's good smart thinking on I your don't, part. I don't want to fuck up a kid, especially if it's not mine. Yeah. There was uh, one time way back in the day when I was bartending at Conrad's. I might have told this story on the podcast before. Forgive me if I have, but uh, forgiven. She, she was pretty attractive, and uh, we like exchange numbers, and one of her friends was there, and she's yeah, Nancy. like, oh, Oh, no, no. Not no. Nancy. You don't have no idea who this girl oh, okay, is. Oh, okay. I don't sorry. think I've told you. Well, I don't know. Nancy's a code name, but... I thought I had told it on the podcast, but maybe not. I can't even remember this lady's name because... Oh, nice. We exchanged numbers. Nothing ever happened with her, but we exchanged numbers, and she was talking about how she had kids or something, and I was like, well, how old are they? And somehow, she her response was seven and nine, and I didn't realize that that meant... That her kids were seven years and nine years old. Not her kids at seventy nine. Yeah, I don't know. But then I was like, wait, you've got two kids that are seven and nine years old. I was like, nope, I'm fucking out on that. Like yeah. something if there was like a toddler or something, yeah, that'd be one thing. But for seven See, and nine year olds, when I'm just trying to bang their a, mom, I'm on a different level than you because mothers can actually have lives once their kids get to a certain age. I guess that's true. So I, I like, but I wouldn't want to meet those kids ever. Seven and nine year olds, I wouldn't want See, to fuck with that. Yeah, I, now you know who I feel. Yeah. Like, and I, I hate saying that. It makes me sound like a terrible well, this, person. I, this chick wasn't ever going to be, I knew this wasn't ever going to be anything serious. Oh, it was. So I was like, I'm not going to, yeah. You're just going to hit and split. Yeah. But even when she said the seven and nine, I was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> now that we're talking about women. God, we're terrible people. Yeah, we absolutely are. Actually, uh, we're saying that we, we have We're being honest with yeah. ourselves. And as, as long as we're not taking advantage of women who have kids, like, I, seriously, yeah. it's, it is a preference and it, it's, it is a shitty thing to say. And I'm sorry to all the single mothers out there. I know it's a fucking terrible and hard job, but I i mean. But today is Father's Day, bitch. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You should probably cut that. No, it's hilarious. Okay. I also like how uh, when they get distracted when buying the baseball with Wendy Peppercorn, yeah, yeah, it says, squints was perv in a dish. Yeah. <laughs> just the greatest 60 lingo ever. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, one of my first. It was a lousy way to start the summer, and I have zip time to make friends. Like, God damn it. It was the 60s. <laughs> zip and time. If we want to talk about the the squints move that he pulled on, at the oh, pool we on Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. Not sure that would go over as well today as it did back in 62. Oh, yeah, not I at all. I think that kid would be in a little more trouble than just being banned from the pool. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, he's 11. But he's ten, but it's still a really wild. Movie. They ended up marrying each other and had twenty nine children or some shit. Nine, but yeah. but to think about it. He faked drowning, which is not a cool thing to do in the first no, place. Not at all. And then she perf she was trying to perform life saving life saving resuscitation techniques on him, and uh, he used that opportunity to kiss her. That being said, though, I do judge her a little bit because she went to the mouth uh, th four or five times before he actually kissed her. How could she not tell he was still breathing? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Bad I mean, lifeguard. You were right there. Like, how could the, you not tell he was breathing and fucking with you? It still made me laugh to this day, though. Like, because they show him so many times. I'm like, when it's going back and forth and it's zooming in on his face. And I'm like, I know that he wakes up and smiles. But it's so many back and forth between he, before he actually I does. I was waiting. The yeah. anticipation was killing me. And then when he does, I fucking died laughing again. The smile's worth it. It's so yeah. good. That stupid that stupid shit-eating grin that yeah. he pulls out is fantastic. Yeah, it's on a t-shirt and shit like that now, but... 
Well, yeah, our, our pal Billy, who used to work at Stewie's up there, he runs his own company called Squint's uh, Graphic Imaging, and he makes all those shirts and stuff. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, also at the pool scene, when shout out to Ham, he's Ham's the best. He's funny. Pretty much every line he delivers in this movie yeah, makes me like, sexy. Yeah, he's, oh, I remember you. Sexy. It's yeah, just like, goddammit. Just like a little 10-year-old kid. I love fucking, his confidence for yeah. being a little bit of an overweight kid. Oh, he just It just wears and just like, fuck yeah, man. This is yeah. me. And I love it. Yeah. I love me. When he's behind the dish, too, when they're playing the Tigers or whatever, and he's like, is that your sister in left field? Think she go out with me? She's naked. Is she <laughs> naked? Think she go out with me? <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. Just all of his lines are so good. He's the best. And then his whole, his uh, insults off. His trash talk with the Tiger team. Those, I I know they're not R-rated, but they're still really graphic. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. It's like, ugh. And the other kid, too. You bob for apples in the toilet. And you like it. And you like it. Yeah, I don't know. Scab eater? Pus liquor? Scab ugh. eater is so gross. I'm going to vomit. And then fart smeller. Whatever, is, that's pretty. No, it's made gross by the fact that it goes over to Bertram or whatever. He goes, uh, yeah. I'm like, ah, that that's what makes that one bother. Bertram, and let's be real. I know he kind of has a tragic ending at the end, but he's kind of a creep. Bertram is. Well, and that's the thing. When Smalls first shows up and Bertram's like, this kid's a total nerd. I'm like, well, you kind of look like a dweeb, Bertram. Bertram you look, you look like a future child molester, yeah. okay? You get lost in that. You take too much acid in the 60s and disappear, kid. Uh, him has so many great lines that he delivers. Like, for example, whenever Smalls hits the sign ball out into, you know, the beast's backyard and he's just kind of like dazed and walking towards the fence. And then Ham comes and goes, Smalls, you forgot to turn. <laughs> Third's that way. Whenever uh, he's batting against a Nunez, too, and he he hits his own home run, yeah. and the pitch is definitely not low and outside. But my whole life, I've always said, low and outside, just the way I like it. Because the way he delivers that it's line. Just the way I like He's it. fucking great, man. I am kind of surprised he was. He was in that <laughs> soccer movie, The Big Green. Yeah. I don't remember anything else. I think he was in maybe one or two other things. I don't know. He's got a big. He's got a big following on TikTok, so he'll, yeah. he'll be. It's another revenue. Another revenue stream for him. Yeah, good for him. He can do cameo videos, probably. Yeah, absolutely. He I could. bet you he's on cameo. I would pay for a cameo from him. Would you? Yeah, I got a cameo for my ex brother in law, who's a big Michael Rapaport fan, and so it's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I spent a hundred bucks to have Michael Rapaport give him a birthday message. Worth every penny. Was it? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Worth every penny. Uh, so I did some research, and... Oh, this is always dangerous. Are you going to figure out? I don't even want to say that. So I did some research about how much a Babe Ruth signed baseball would sell for. Okay. In January 2020, uh, there was a signed Babe Ruth baseball that was sold at an auction for a world record $183,500. Okay. Now, that ball James Earl Jones traded to Smalls at the end would have been valued at about $630,000. Damn. So that's, I mean, that's what these kids are, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. They're like, why the fuck would you use that? Who's Baby Ruth? That's the baby, same guy? Baby Ruth. Well, it's a great candy bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even the kids are like, why the fuck would you do that, Smalls, you dumbass? I don't know. I guess he didn't have the internet back then, but maybe ask Bill, hey, who's the great Bambino? And then, yeah. then, then cue to him saying, well, I got a ball signed by him. Yeah. And well, then he's like, he'll never want to use that ball. He could have fucking asked his mom. There's a line in there. He's like, even my mother, a full grown girl, knew who Babe Ruth was. Yeah. Yeah. George signed this. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, George signed this. George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that 
hold on. Speaking of Babe Ruth. Yes, go ahead. So then Benny has the dream that Babe Ruth comes in, and it's that guy who's, you know, been in some movies before. Uh, something LaRue or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it seemed to me on this viewing of it that he was just doing a fucking Robert De Niro impression <laughs> to be Babe Ruth. Hey, kid. We're going to do, kid. Yeah. Heroes, heroes are remembered. Legends never die. Come on, kid. What I, you, I, I, you mind if I steal your Henry Aaron rookie card? It's going to be worth a lot of money. No, no, it's Henry I'm Aaron. doing Trump, yeah, Trump yeah, now, yeah, but yeah, anyway. It's devolving. Yeah. I did think it was funny when he was like, ah, Henry Aaron. I don't know why, but uh, can I take this card? Well, it's because he breaks yeah. the home run record. Yeah. Set by, I, I thought that was good. By George Irwin Ruth. Or what's his middle name? Herman. Herman, not Irwin. Herman. George Herman Ruth. Herman. Even if they get that ball. I mean, first of all, the ingenuity that these 10-year-olds have to retrieve this ball from the beast backyard is very impressive. It definitely evolves from, like, that simple stick to then we move on to fucking suction cup and vacuums. See, this is then where we've got I the think, erector set. This is where I think that they could have cut 90% of that. No, because they have to show that they're try they've tried they've they exhausted all their they, options. They could show it with like they didn't have to do a stick and then a pot upside down and then a suction thing and then yeah yeah and then vacuums and then another erector set. So perhaps you think it takes 25 minutes. Uh, it it takes 7. It takes 20 minutes. 8. It feels like 20 fucking minutes. All right, so what you're saying is they could have done it with a montage. Yeah, do a montage instead of every time. It's literally the exact same scene over and over and over and well, over. Well, the and same over. result, yes. Yeah. I, I. So that's when the movie, to me, starts. I'm like, all right, and now then, I'm bored. It is also the time in the movie where they somehow show the beast is like something it's not. Right. It's it's this big, first of all, it's not. A beast, well, it's a dog. Practical effect. Yeah, it's, the thing looks ridiculous. No, but the thing they showed during while they're trying to retrieve the ball from the beast that looks ridiculous. Yeah, but in, even if they get that ball back, it's irreparably damaged. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's thank God. James Earl Jones is like, here, I'll give you my ball that's worth three times what yours is worth because yeah. I'm a nice fucking guy. Yeah, because I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> because I knew George. Yeah, George and I played together. That's not a good James Earl Jones. <laughs> um, I, I want to shout out to the scene where they take the chaw, where they're chewing the tobacco. The best. The best. And tequila's playing. So good. And I always remember Pee Wee Herman during that song. Really? Yeah. I always think of this scene. Oh, it's, well, I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure before this movie. Okay. And there's a big scene with that, that, that song. I don't know that I've ever seen that movie. I kind of want to do it on the podcast now because it's fucking weird. I think I saw it like once as a kid, and I know Large Marge is a thing, but I... She's terrifying. Large Marge gave me nightmares as a child. Really? Yes. Yeah. Legitimately. He got caught jerking off in a, uh, air. Yeah. Not yeah. an airplane. No, a movie in a theater. movie theater. Yeah. Back when you had to go to a movie theater to watch porn, and you know what he didn't have to do? Go on CNN and explain himself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think that scene of them chewing the tobacco hits... A little differently. I'm not sure if this was intended or not, but now that I'm older and I've chewed chaw, the real stuff, yeah. the long cut stuff, you yeah. know, it, it has made me, it's given me the spin several times. So the fact that they're on a spinning ride like that, yeah, I think that's a, that's a little bit fun, more fun, you know? No, I've had the same experience from nicotine. I had those pouches yeah, and I'll be drinking and uh, I've just will lose myself in time and I'll I there's been a night where I took too many of those too aggressively and absolutely bombed it. Yeah. It it wasn't that I drank so much. It was just like the I got you the get spins. The spins like, yeah. And then you got a nap for like 30 minutes just it, so it, you it, feel normal. It felt gross. I did not enjoy it. And I, I thought it was very funny that the next day he's like 
walking outside with his mom and Bill, and it's like he's all hungover. He's like, it's bright outside. There's she, no she's way. like, are yeah. you okay, son? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You just hung over from the chew. After he slept, he would have been fine. There's no, I don't know, there's but no, I still yeah. thought it was funny as shit. And the last thing I have is I like how they inferred, we talked about it a little bit, that Bertram just became this massive acid addict. It's like Bertram really got into the 60s. No one ever saw him again because he started doing acid. Yeah. He became a hippie. Yeah. That's, I'm. Died of AIDS. He got super into the 60s. It's just, it's a weird choice given the context of this movie and that it's a children and family movie to give him such uh, a dark inferred ending. It's like basically you're saying, yeah, he got into acid, you know, got into the, you know, free love era of the hippies, fucked a lot of bitches and then died of AIDS. Well, I don't think AIDS was really a thing in the 60s, was it? Yeah, I guess it's more the 90s. 80s. And 90s. I think 80s was the big, live AIDS was like 84. Okay. Something like that. Was that 85? Freddie Mercury? 85, doing, something like okay, that. Yeah, okay, all right. 86? Maybe it wasn't. All right, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he got into heroin and he died of that. I don't maybe know. I'm thinking crack in the 80s. I don't know. There's been a lot of problems I wasn't around for, you know? <laughs> yes. A lot that I have been around for, too. But yeah. A lot that you won't be around for. Sad for Bertram. I also, was his hat, was it supposed to be a sweat stain or like a yarmulke on the top of his hat? I didn't notice. He's got a, a distinct circle on the top of his angel's hat. But if you, perhaps I he's guess a, this isn't on YouTube perhaps anymore. Perhaps he's a but, J. This is very, Jesus, my hat's got sweat stains all over it, and I don't know, so I, I was always Is Bertram that. a Jewish last name? Well, it's his first name. Oh. I don't oh, know. Okay. I can't, yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, uh, I have a couple more notes. You said that was your last note? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just want to shout out, we already talked about the insults and everything, but we didn't say it, so we got to shout out the whole, you play ball like a girl! Which is essentially the 1962 11-year-old version of, of saying, the go word. fuck your fucking cunt, you motherfucking lick, yep. snatch. I mean, everyone was just like, whoa. Yeah. And as a kid, I thought that was funny as shit. I guess ladies wouldn't like it uh, these days. But didn't you say Sandlot 2 is uh, about a girl? Yeah, it's about feminism in the 70s. And yeah, see? Yeah, it, like, the, what happens is these girls like overtake the Sandlot and start playing softball. Yeah. So, yeah, see? You know, hashtag feminine, feminism. Um, I also want to shout out to the line, she don't know what she's doing. She don't know what she's doing. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing. And she I does. I fucking love and that. And she does. She's, she's beautiful. Yeah. She knows it. Um, the length of the bill of Small's first hat. Yeah, the fishing hat. I've got it just, that has bothered me my whole life as well. It's supposed to. Yeah. It's unnerving. But it also kind of makes me want to go find one of those hats and buy one and start wearing it. Uh, not me. That that hat's very unattractive. It seems like it would be really good at blocking the sun out of your face. No, you I'm know? sure it's effective. 100%. Yeah. It's a good fishing hat. The bill is alarmingly long. I don't fish, I don't but fish it seems either. like a good fishing hat. Yeah, man. And you can measure your fish on your if hat. If you bill. were actively trying to not get laid, I'd say buy that hat. Uh, okay. I'll see what I can do. Um. And then you said you didn't like the 4th of July scene, so I, I said I'd bring it up. I didn't think I disliked it. I thought if I was going to cut something, yeah, it I doesn't progress the plot. That scene has just always, even as a kid, I guess I saw it pre-9-11, so, you know, I, it, America was different back then, yep. I do feel like. Uh, America but, was in its coming of age. Yeah, so I just always, I don't know, I've always liked that scene. It's not just about the America, it's just the nostalgia that I get for the 4th of July. It's and a great version a of like America that. the Beautiful, too. I, it honestly made me tear up a little bit today. It's a very good version of the song. I was song. going, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm sitting here crying at the Sandlot. Not that I cried, really, but I was just like, man, well, the it, nostalgia hit me. But again, much like before you understand the realities of life, you you're, you, before you're robbed of your innocence when it comes to what America is, right. 
that song is a good representation of what you believe it is when you're a yeah. child. What when, you hope it can be. What you be. hope it can be. When you become an adult and realize what it actually is. Or what it's become. Yes, or what it's become. Or the atrocities it's committed that we were never told about. Then you realize, oh, it's not, that song just is different. It, does, it doesn't. I wasn't trying to talk shit on America here. I'm just saying the oh, scene no, made I, me tear up. That, that, well, that's fine. I'm 100%. I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just trying to. Uh, I understand. What I thought You're of America. To make a political point I'm not trying America. to make it political. America's done some fucked up shit that I was never told about that I had to find out in my early 30s. Sorry. All right. So that scene made me cry because it's uh, it's very uh, just peaceful and reminds me of nostalgia. Hey, I'm getting the, the hot dogs and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I like how Ham's like, ah, this is going to be a short game. I get home for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shout out everything, Ham. Great Ham Bino. Ham's the great Ham Bino. It's the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else, Keenan? Uh, yeah, I got a couple more things. So there's some random popping noises uh, whenever, uh, fuck, Benny crushes the baseball. It's the omen for the day they get yeah, the biggest pickle. Yeah, he beats pickle. the guts out the baseball. They, they're looking at the guts, and there's a random popping sound. And I always noticed it as a kid. It bothered me to today. I went to the internet, and apparently it is a thing that it's from Squints being off camera and him like, pop in a bubble and that's what picked it up but it sounds so just out of place and i don't know i did not notice you it. did not notice i it? did not god it bothers the shit out of me and i know other people people were freaked out on the internet about it i just went to google so you weren't the only one no so i wasn't yeah, the okay, only one okay. people on google were like i'm pretty sure it's just squints and the camera or the mic was just you like caught right on like there. 4chan reddit yeah. and all these conspiracy theory forums about uh, squint <laughs> yeah and he also was fucking windy peppercorn way sooner but yeah, anyway, I love this movie. When, okay, here, well, I'll pause this question. When do you think was the first time uh, Squints consummated the relationship with Wendy Peppercorn? How old was he? Oh, fuck, I don't know. Was he his first girl, or was she his first girlfriend? I don't know. Like They, they just say they got married. Yeah, how old is she at the time? I want to say 15. Okay, so maybe he was. Maybe it happened when he was like she's 16. A, she's a solid she five like years 21. older. Uh, I don't think that timeline's not great. Uh, in the 60s, they were doing fucked up shit left and right, though. Yeah, okay. You know, so for it to be legal, she would have to be 23 and he would have to be 18. Why is that? Well, because they're five years apart. Oh, so he's 10. She's 15. He's not legal to the age of 18, which would make her 23. Oh, but it's 17 in Missouri. Okay, well, I mean, it's California. There's also a Missouri sex law. I have fucking Tavish Whiting. I don't know why he made us learn all the Missouri sex laws. Well, we've learned some crazy things about him. Literally in high school, we had to learn all the goddamn Missouri sex laws. And one of them was also 14 to 20-year-olds could legally uh, have sex. That's interesting. Yep. Well, Mr. Whiting also got into a little bit of his own scandal later. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we can like say anything about it. It's probably not a good idea. I don't know how true it was. It was a random internet fucking. Uh, no, they, they, I, they, there was like printed out emails type shit. Yeah, but it could have just been anybody typing that out. I guess. I mean, I don't know. They never fired him. It was he, like a, it was like a student fi- thing. You can't fire him him for committing infidelity. I mean, that's not a fireable offense. Yeah. So it was just cheating. Yeah. That's still scary. not that. That's a good. I don't mean to say just cheating, but it's just cheating. Yeah. It doesn't make it, it doesn't explain why we had to learn all the sex laws. Pretty sure in the law of God and marriage, you shouldn't be cheating, Tavish. Yeah, Tavish. Oh God, it's what a terrible name. Yeah, I called. Remember, I called. I, I called him that once, and yeah. he was like, he freaked the fuck out. Yeah, I didn't even mean to. It just slipped out. He's he would wear Constitution polos. 
American flag, bald eagle, bald eagle polos. Yeah, he, yeah. I, he strikes me as a guy who probably voted for Trump now. Ten years, take 15 years of, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Do you know? All right. Thank you, audience. Do you know what time it is? It's time for Tipsy Trivia. There you go. That wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Pretty good. This is the portion of the podcast where we have five trivia-based questions from the film that we reviewed. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, I have to shotgun and he doesn't. If he gets less than three correct, he has to shotgun and I don't. But inevitably, we will all end up shotgunning because it's that kind of show. Number one. True or false? The older and younger Benny characters were played by actual brothers. Oh, shit. Uh, False. It's true. Damn. Pablo Vitar played older Benny, and I'm surprised you didn't. He looks exactly like the Jet. Yeah, I, I just pictured you were going to say they, they were actually cousins or it, something. It does kind of sound like a made-up question. Yeah. And it, that mustache, my goodness. Oh, the mustache. The mustache. It, when I was a kid, it used to piss me off. I was like, oh, he grows up to have a mustache like that? But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, that's a sweet fucking mustache. Yeah, he, gets, it, he gives a lot of mustache rides, oh, bro. Yeah. yeah. Tickling it. Number two. Numerous five. Director David Mikey Evans had one instruction for Chauncey Leopardi, Squints, during the Wendy Peppercorn kissing scene. What was the instruction? Was it A, keep your hands to yourself, B, keep your tongue in your mouth, C, make sure to wear the correct underwear, or D, come with fresh breath? Did you get all that? Do you need me to reread anything? So, uh, fresh underwear, uh, fresh breath. The correct underwear, fresh breath, keep your tongue in your mouth, keep your hands to yourself. Tongue in the mouth. It's got to be tongue in the mouth. It is. Correct. Yeah. The one direction that he had for squints was to keep your tongue in your mouth. I don't under the underwear one. I don't know. Yeah, in case he pops a boner. Yeah. Hands to the self because he's got to grab her head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's got to be tongue. Yeah. That's correct. All right. Uh, fresh breath could have been. Though. I was like, hey, fresh, breath, sure fresh yeah. breath. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. You're about to kiss a girl, man. For the first, but probably was the first time he did kiss a girl. Yeah, great first kiss story. Yeah, uh, number three, true or false? The film is narrated by director David Mikey Evans. Oh, true. It is true. The director. All right. And yeah. So he's the narrator, which may, he also narrates the second one as well. Is he the guy that's like the actor at the end of the movie that plays Smalls? That's like the commentator or whatever. Can't attest to that. Don't okay. know. Okay. I would think probably not, but I don't know. Yeah. All right. Over under 40 days. How long did it take to shoot this movie? Over under 40 days. 40 days. Over. 42. All right. And number five. Is there anything about why? It, no, I just, just there, there wasn't a lot of trivia. Okay. <laughs> I got to work with what I got. Yeah. I got to work with what I got. Okay. How long does it take to shoot a movie usually? Uh, depends on the scope of the film. I mean, okay. are you talking about like a blockbuster? Are you talking about an indie? Are you? I mean, I it very I mean, much depends. Forty-two days seems like pretty quick. Uh, it seems about right, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They shot, they shot the Star Wars films in like three and a half months. Okay. So I don't know, yeah, and right. that, that's just shooting. That's not editing. Yeah. Um, number five. Numer fear. One day after shooting, many of the younger actors the snuck into a movie theater to see which nineteen ninety-two film. Was it A, Lethal Weapon 3? Was it B, Basic Instinct? Was it C, Batman Returns? 
There's one if it's the there's one in my mind, and if you say this for D, I'm just guessing. If it's D, or is it D, a league of their own? Damn! All right, you're gonna. I can't. What, think. what was the one you had in your mind? I was thinking maybe Judgment Day, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Wasn't that ninety two? Yeah, it could have been. Okay. Anyway, fuck. I just kept waiting for you to say that. Sorry. So was it A, Lethal Weapon Three, B, Basic Instinct, C, Batman Returns, or D, a league of their own? A group of boys snuck into a film yes. to see Sharon Stone spread her legs <laughs> in Basic Instinct <laughs> is what I'm going to guess. <laughs> the whole time, the first time you read the question, I was just thinking Terminator 2. You are 100% correct. But as soon as you said Basic Instinct the second time, it's like, oh, yeah, a group of 11-year-old boys. Yeah, yep, sure. 100%. They snuck in to see Basic Instinct. <laughs> yeah. And I've still never seen that movie, to be honest. You've never seen no. it? Oh, I've my seen God. that scene. The but sexual never... tension in that film is palpable. Sharon Stone is magnanimous. There's. I need to start making a list of all the shit that I say. I should go home and watch that. But I should go home and watch that today because I never end up doing it. Please but, do. Yeah. Please watch it. And, uh, dude, Michael Douglas, fantastic. Sharon Stone, amazing. Funny thing about that movie is my parents had that on DVD, and I knew it was like the one DVD that they were like, do not watch this movie, Keenan. This the sex scenes are fucking fantastic. Oh, They're man. so well done. All right. Like I it's the closest thing to like art porn. It's very good. Really? It's very good. Guy Pierce, is he in that or is that LA Confidential? I get those two confused. Why? I They're don't know. Very they came films. out around the same time. And LA think, Confidential is Guy Pierce. I think the covers of the DVDs were similar. Okay. So, so that it always fucking that confused some context me. To yeah. it. All right. Two DVDs you weren't allowed yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, so Basic Instinct's the one I want to watch. Though. You definitely want to watch LA it. Confidential. No, that's a very good movie, too. Okay. All right. They're, they're equally good. I'd say they're both very good. Well, yeah, I don't know. Just Mayor of Easttown watching that and Guy Pierce being in that. I was like, man, you look fucking old, Guy Pierce. He is old. Yeah. So I don't know. Get anyway. Some, get some steaks and some murder. What's that from? You. Oh, you're doing that, yeah. What do you knew? What do you knew? Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, Mayor. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's get some water. Yeah. Water. What, water. What are you doing? I can't do it. All right. <laughs> Why'd you kill her, Mayor? Drinking buddies. This is the portion of the podcast where we choose a character, not an actor, but a character from the film that we would get irresponsibly shit face, fucked up. Shy vote, if you will, and I will with Keenan. Who's your drinking buddy? I mean, Not, it's, it's Bill, right? It's well. See, I I thought it's got Bill, Bill initially, but I'm actually gonna go with blind uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, that's that's better. Talk baseball with him, just get drunk with him. You know, he's blind. He's got nothing, nothing better to do. Yeah, I, I mean, if you go out with Bill, you probably you know get some cheating on the wives action. I feel like with Bill, I definitely feel like Bill cheats on his wife. Yeah. Like when he goes on the road to Chicago. He's probably like, yeah, my wife's pretty hot, but this stupid fucking Scotty. <laughs> He's probably stealing shit out of my office right yeah. now as we speak. He pro- I swear to God, if he touches that Babe Ruth bar, I'm fucking. It's, and that's that's kind of on Dennis Leary, too. It's not like it's very well secured. It's, I did think that, too. Yeah, I was yeah. like, at least get a fucking case, a case for it. Yes. Yeah, don't just put it on a, a fucking pedestal. I'm not going to fucking buy a signed Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls jersey and just hang it on a hanger like in like in the middle of a room and like yeah. not have any kind of case around it or like, maybe even like a note that says don't fuck with this. Yeah. Yeah, so I get that part of the blame goes yeah. to Dennis Leary. Or Dennis Leary just saying, "Hey, don't touch don't, don't this touch is important. That ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe if Dennis Leary would have been a better stepfather though and explained the story to him sooner you he, know he wasn't the most attentive stepfather yeah but he did try to play i did think it was funny when they were playing catch he's like gotta watch out for that curveball it's like this kid's never played catch why are you throwing my curveball it's just like why were you doing that <laughs> yeah. i swear so he looks like he gets a couple of cigarettes and scotches in him and then slaps <laughs> his wife a hundred percent 
It's fucked up, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind it's of like, what it, Hey, yeah. you mouthy broad, just shut up and make me a sandwich. Yeah. Like, I totally, once you get a couple of scotches in him, that absolutely happens. Oh, fuck. Scotty's life turned out rough after this movie. All right, Rotten Tomatoes over under. I'll set the critics at a 65%. I hope over. It's under 63. Gosh. I'll set the audience at a 90%. Over? Under 89. Gosh. The IMDb was? I don't know. I'm going to say 7.3. 7.8. All right. I give this uh, Real Buzz rating four out of five beers. That's I'm right there with you. Four to five beers. During the beginning of the movie, I was going, I'm going to have to say four and a half. But then- mm, Four to five. Like, yeah. It's not four and a half. Four. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do the shotgun? And a three, a two, a one. It's still so cold. Ah! All right. All right. Well, where were we at? Uh, we're in Lake Lottawana. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that does it for the episode. Thank you again for listening to another edition of Real Buzz Takes. We are the Real Buzz 2. Keenan, take us out. You're killing me, Smalls. We are the Real Buzz crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Oh, thank you.